Hey, Terry here. Narrative coach, writer, and sapiosexual. And welcome to another episode of The Power of Stories, Turning Obstacles into Opportunities. Each week, I'll be offering a 20 to 40 minute story sharing experience with someone who's turned a personal challenge into one of growth and learning, coming out on the other side with determination and joy, all by the power of changing their perspective and thereby their story. The idea being of inspiring and motivating you out there and giving you a sense of hope when life gets difficult. And 2020 has certainly thrown us a fair share of obstacles and difficulties that we're still dealing with. Now please bear in mind that this is a podcast for mature adults who won't get offended by the odd swearing and who is prepared for a life story full of messiness. I stand for and promote a culture of imperfection. So know that these episodes won't be pitch perfect or of studio recording quality. We're just making do with what we have while life carries on in the background. This week, I'll be sharing my interview with Jack Fleming, a young entrepreneur based in London who's used the power of stories in his food enterprise, helping home cooks share their stories around food. He's also a story coach, much like myself, with a focus on helping other entrepreneurs and small to medium-sized businesses to gain clarity and confidence to shape and share their stories. And unsurprisingly, this episode is called Shaping the Story That You Wish to Tell. I can't wait to share this interview with you as Jack has a magical, soothing power and is an absolutely lovely human. So, Jack, welcome on board. I'm really excited to have you here. Do you want to kick us off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thanks, Terry. It's a real, real privilege to be on and uh, having a, an opportunity to chat together. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm Jack and I am currently a part-time coach and I'm also a, a, an entrepreneur running a, a, a small social initiative um, here in, in North East London, um, centred around supporting primarily home cooks um, in in London who wish to run their own restaurant pop-up spaces. And we, we do a number of kind of celebrations around stories and, and food and what it means to cook what people cook. Um, and in the coaching space, I work primarily with, with freelancers uh, and entrepreneurs who are looking to understand themselves a bit more and have that space to understand um, what it is they do and ensuring that that what they do in their work is a really honest and fair reflection of who they honestly are as a person and that's something that I'm really uh, personally kind of gone through through the kind of experiences of setting up um, you know a personal enterprise and that's just just a really really interesting exploration for me around um kind of ensuring that we're each you know expressing the different parts of of, of what makes us us or make what makes me me so that's kind of a very 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 uh short snippet into my uh, day-to-day it certainly sounds super fascinating and unique and i'm 
finding myself um, going, okay, let's, let's not dive into that right now. Um, because right now I'd like to offer you the platform to talk to us, share a bit more about your story and sort of the obstacles you faced and how you turned them into opportunities. Yeah, so I'll sort of go back, go, go to the sort of very beginning, really, um, of my working life. And that really, I initially trained in, in community mediation up in, in Bradford in, in West Yorkshire and spent a number of years uh, working in community conflict resolution, uh, primarily between, um, it, well, in interfaith groups um, and kind of workplace settings. And I always, you know, from the very beginning, have, you know, have worked very, very intimately with people and you know, really working through people's needs and interests. Uh, and that's always fascinated me. I think it's, you know, I've sort of, you know, just always fascinated by people, um, you know, sometimes it's borderline nosy, um, but that's just, <laughs> that's just a humorous kind of take on myself sometimes it's just you know I'm just really really interested in people's stories really fascinated and and love just the the kind of impactful kind of nature of um, the work that we all can do um, when we're sort of working very very closely with people and so that was always something that I was very very grateful for at the beginning of, of my working life and going into a very very intense very intense but very rewarding uh, working space um, at a very young age and and with that you know is learning a lot about yourself very quickly um, but also um, not having quite enough space to kind of realize who you are at the same time um, because it was you know such a intimate role um, you know and, and that, that whole serving others being there for, for somebody else um, and uh, you know, at a, at a young age myself is sort of kind of slightly um, perhaps not giving myself the kind of space to kind of understand, you know, what makes me me, you know, what 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 makes me tick. Um, but that was an incredibly rewarding space. And then I um, really sort of just wanted to, with all good intentions, wanted a, a, a bit of a break from, 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 from the mediation space. And I, you know, I really hold that that practice uh, with high regard, even even to this day, and I just wanted to. It, it's funny how these stories kind of end up because it's just <laughs> sometimes you look back and you think, how how on earth did I leap from this to this? Uh, but I I did leap into into um, into the food space and more specifically around uh, food and social inclusion and. Um, celebrating the, the, the social fabric of of eating together and just as I've said that around kind of stories often not making making sense next to each other you know during my time in mediation food food played a huge role um, you know I used to go to people's houses you know through much of our casework was was through people's homes um, and a lot of uh, low you know traditional home customs and traditions you know particularly working in a very ethnically diverse city and having not realized that at the time but looking back on that now um it you know food played a huge role in that it, it and it was a it was a leveler it, it really was part of that that that's kind of fabric of beginning to kind of introduce one each other 
um, and begin to kind of want to you know, understand one another. So it played a really, really crucial role. And that's, that is primarily the link of, of what led me to, 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 to want to go into, into this idea of, of kind of food and, and, and social, social inclusion. So, so I, so I set that up in London um, and I was doing a, doing a part-time master's degree actually in, in, you know, at SOAS in London. And, and it was a, I mean, that was a great time because I was around a, a lot of uh, social anthropologists, food anthropologists who were just so interested and curious with this idea, which was just an idea at the time around, you know, how can we look at food through this lens of um, bringing people together, but also um, breaking down some of those obstacles um, that, that, that food, you know, looking at food as an, as an opportunity, but also getting people from, from different backgrounds and circumstances together um, through the act of eating, but also sharing sharing a story about themselves or, or a story behind the food that they're doing. And so it's a very, it, it really was centered on that idea. And so I was just around some, some, some really wonderful people um, and, um, and, and set, set that, that initiative up with, with two amazing individuals. Um, and it really, that was, the, that was the beginnings of that. That was the real, the, the real foundations of, of what we wanted to do. And so it really developed in, into into an in, into an initiative which is uh, really primarily supporting home cooks, you know, supremely talented cooks who are, are not professionally trained, but they they want to share more about their food, but also more about why they cook what they cook um, to to paying customers in 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 London um, and using the the pop up space the the. Uh, hiring out kind of restaurant spaces and event spaces um, to make that happen um, and really again really emphasizing the use of space as well so really looking at a particular space and 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 looking at, at what we what the cook and what and, and us as we facilitate that how how we can create that space as, as something which is a celebration and a share of, of what that cook uh, wants the evening to be um, so really centered around kind of storytelling, but really also around um, gaining that experience and home cooks primarily gaining that experience to, um, to then go on further into the industry or to, 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 to go on in, into something else as well. Um, and it's, again, similarly to, to, to my time in mediation, a very, very intimate role, a really just very purely people-centered um, working space. And that's, you know, that's just something which, you know, I've just valued the whole time. I think it's, you know, the, the people that have worked with me, the, 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 the cooks that I've kind of supported along the way are all good friends. You know, that's, you know, those, those relationships and friendships um, have, you know, they've, they've really started at the beginning of that process um and you know it's a very very intimate role and and that's what's been really rewarding about that because the this particular initiative is is centered on you know event spaces and and celebrating evenings together with with paying customers but much of the work is is behind closed doors um really 
working intimately with 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 those people um, in the weeks and, and months uh, leading up um, to those sort of events. And so I think that's that intimacy is just is is just so rewarding. Um, so that so that initiative has been that has been running for about four years now. And so that's my kind of first leap into uh, social entrepreneurship. So uh, enterprise, you know, we uh, those sort of words, and it's been a real, uh, you know, a real eye opener. It's been a real kind of, um, you know, a real, real exploration of kind of, you know, being really honest about the work that you want to do, um, and learning so much about yourself. And and we'll come. I'm sure we'll come on to some of those kind of obstacles along the way. But that's you know, those have certainly presented themselves. Um, and and now sat here today that's that's you know that, that initiative is still there um it's 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 going through its challenges in the, in the last year or so which we've all experienced but it will it will still be there once we um, once we come out of this um and and then also today i'm working in the, in the coaching space so that's a real uh you know just equally rewarding um experience um and it's something you know. Working coaching is something that I've been I've wanted to do for a long time, um, and there's many kind of parallels with with uh, mediation, which I initially trained in. Um, so it's it's just a for me, it's just a really natural fit. I think it's just something yeah, something I wanted to do for a while, and um, but I've really working part time as a coach and, and steadily kind of building up my experience has been really rewarding for me because I've just really used the, the process of learning and developing as a coach to understand myself more and to continue this, um, this kind of exploration of understanding, you know, what makes me me and ensuring that for myself, that I'm, I'm celebrating those, those different expressions. Um, so much of my coaching work now is 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 centered on supporting people who are running their own their own businesses, their own initiatives, uh, freelancers, you know, people who have like me squiggly schedules and you know quirky <laughs> quirky uh, work lifestyles that you know often often take a lot of working out and and a lot of making sense making sense of and trying to understand how work that people love and the work that I love how that fits into their into their wider life and how that is incorporated with with the other things that they enjoy so a lot of my you know genuine passion is around that and, and that's where the kind of story making uh, comes in as well it's really centered around moving forward creating a story that is a really genuine fair reflection of, of who you are um, moving forward and and tackling those stories that we've told ourselves as well um, that have often often held us back perhaps or they've kind of maybe kind of you know stopped us in our tracks a little bit or maybe not quite seen um, you know things in, in different perspectives um, so that's in the in a brief nutshell that's <laughs> that's, that's me on a plate basically um, so yeah but it's it's really lovely to to talk about these experiences because um, sharing these experiences they all all tend to, to tend to tend to make sense when you kind of recount what you've been doing for the last ten years or so. 
Well, thank you so much for, for sharing that, Jack. And, and I can hear the richness in your experiences. I can hear the gratitude you have for what you've experienced um, and the people you've met along the way. And I can't help but think that um, it's a lot that you have achieved and, and done in your, just in your 20s. Because I, I happen to know you haven't quite hit the big 30 yet. Um, how has that felt? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, to, to, to be brutally honest, it's not, and this 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 may be something that I do when I hit the big three O is, is, you know, I've not really sort of taken a moment to kind of think back on the, on the last uh, sort of 10 years and kind of moving, moving through the twenties. Um, I think going through um, mediation at a young age and, and the intensity, but the richness and, and, and how much reward that, that had, that was, was a roller coaster in itself, um, and then going into another roller coaster, which has been setting up a, an initiative for yourself and and understanding what uh, working for yourself means or can mean for you, um, and almost kind of, in a way, kind of in a squiggly way, kind of going full circle and and now kind of learning and, and growing um, in the coaching space. So it's been, it's something which I will lend myself to do, which is kind of looking back on that. I suppose, I suppose my kind of thought process is, you know, is um, kind of not how much I've done, but kind of what I've, what I've taken from my experiences, I think is, is how I tend to naturally look at things. Um, I, you know, as many of us may do, I often go through the sort of the, the the belief systems of of thinking well oh I could have done more of this or I could have done more of that and um, certainly with you know setting up an initiative I you know often routinely thought what more can I do you know how could I develop this maybe I should be doing more of this and and that's come with its with its own obstacles um, you know a lot of kind of comparison and. Um, kind of almost kind of judging yourself really um, so it's been yeah a lot a lot has happened um, and I wouldn't have you know I wouldn't have changed anything I think again all, all of these experiences are very much in line with with the again this the very often the intense intimacy of working with people and, and the value that 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 can that can that can give um, so yeah, it's been, but it's uh, noting for myself here that I should uh, should do a, a ten a little little ten year review of myself as I hit the big three O definitely. And um, I love you using that word like sort of squiggly, and that's uh, another podcast and book that's out there called Squiggly Careers. Um, I'm quite a fan of. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and the story element that runs through your narrative here yeah. um, of how there's always been a story in the work that you've done and how stories have connected communities and different um, parts of society. Um, so I happen to know that you are a great book lover, just like myself. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm fascinated by that, that, that story element and how that influences ourselves, how we can limit ourselves, hinder ourselves, as you talk about, or we can choose to look at it as 
um, ways they can help us. Like, can you tell a story that's more helpful, a story that creates connection via food or via career as we progress? And like, I'm, I'm really honoring that squiggly bit. Um, I work with uh, a few people in their late teens, early 20s, and I see the pressure on them to think they have to follow this very linear career path like you finish school you go to uni you get that job and they haven't even sort of thought and then you do that for the rest of your life they just thought this is what you do and then you you get married you have kids you buy a house and the pressure on them like they are 18 19 23 and they already think they're failing because they don't have the first mortgage and Mm. oh i can get all heavy in my chest thinking about that story that oppressive kind of outdated story we have around how life is ought to look like in our teens in our 20s in our 30s yeah completely and and i and i love that word squiggly as well and i think it's uh and i've really really looked to kind of understand my own squiggle um in in recent years because it you know it's it's something that i you know something i really cherish you know our own our own squiggles in our own way and I think I think you know you know traveling through the 20s and and kind of you know doing things that and becoming much more accepted around kind of you know all the fabulous work that we all do and and very enterprising work that we do but you know some of it along the way has has often been seen seen as quite sort of unconventional um, and I can certainly sympathize with that sort of that sort of feeling and it's um it's quite i mean i i mean i see it as quite humorous sometimes but i've always i've always in the last 10 years i've always struggled to describe what i do in in working life and that's um you know it's you know trying to explain trying to explain conflict management or conflict resolution to somebody or trying to explain kind of the work, the particular work you do in the, in the kind of social entrepreneurship space, and now in in coaching, it's it's quite quite an interesting time to sort of, you know, how do you how do how do you just how do you describe yourself to 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 just the people on the street around you? Um, so that's been quite unconventional. Um, but I sort of, I suppose, I, as I get older, I just sort of I just sort of relish that and, and champion that, and and I think for me, it's it's also being around just you know being around people as well um i think one of the one of the things for me has been you know particularly you know roles where you're there for somebody else you're kind of you're serving somebody else you're holding a space for somebody else um what i had begun to not you know had, had noticed with myself was that actually i was sort of losing a little bit of a sense of holistically who i was you know the work i've always been doing i've been really grateful for and i've really really enjoyed um but i had noticed that i wasn't accommodating enough space to explore different parts of me and different angles of me that maybe i have expressed previous in the past and and haven't in the present or i've never really expressed and i've not really given myself that allowance of time to to kind of exercise that um so that's been that's been a real a real thing actually i think that's been a real thread um, throughout these these different experiences um, and that's that you know that's I think has been quite a chief kind of obstacle um, for me is that kind of um, that 
you know, our own form of confidence and kind of what that means for us. Um, and just, just feeling really, you know, on so many occasions, feeling really unconfident about, you know, is what I'm doing kind of worthy or is it something, you know, am I doing something that's, it's, it's not really expected of someone or, you know, I'm not doing something um, that people, it, it, there's a lot of, lot of, you know, a lot of that going around. Um, and I really, really struggled with that, particularly in my sort of early to mid twenties. Um, and, you know, you know, also, I mean, you know, just as, as a young man as well, I think to just sort of kind of, you know, how to, you know, a, 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 still a relatively young age, understanding who you are and, and, and um, often being a man that, you know, has all sorts of kind of squiggly, quirky interests that, uh, you know, um, often, you know, in, in some people's eyes, you know, haven't sort of, you know, fit that kind of masculine narrative or, or kind of um, stereotype. And, and of course, you know, these, these sort of conversations are much more, much more open and accepted now. Um, but that was a real, real thing for me kind of going through that time was, was, was sort of just thinking, you know, who am I, you know, the work I do is great, but it's a, it's just one part of who I am. Um, and I was sort of, you know, this, the, I mean, I love the word squiggle, the squiggliness of, 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 <laughs> of me was, you know, I, I wasn't maybe, you know, I think just not expressing that squiggle enough actually, and kind of not really, not personalizing that squig squiggle enough and not celebrating that. Um, you know, it's, you know, I'm, you know, like you as well like you know I, I love books now and I'm a real real bookworm but I didn't used to be and and you know read it you know reach reading one of these those examples where it can it can reach us at different times in our lives but I was almost looking back sort of just with that example was perhaps kind of I was holding myself back from being the sort of the, the bookworm that I am now um so that's just one example um and it's it's yeah it's just you know and I've, and I've really you know through these experiences have and and really going through the entrepreneurship space when you really you're really centered on working for yourself and you're really you're really crafting and create creating who you are um or rather the kind of work is a reflection of who you are um i think has been a really really valuable experience and that's something which you know, i'm now taking into the coaching space but also being really really patient with it as well now um, because I, I I'm enormously grateful for going through um, those experiences of setting something up for yourself and just all those questions around um, not losing yourself within that as much as as much as you love the work it's I was always trying to explore different parts of me that I could begin to express so I'm really sort of conscious of that now in the present day um, in, in the coaching space and so all, all of these all of these things is something which I'm really really genuinely sort of interested in and passionate about um, sort of, and introducing those things into the coaching space as well. Mm. Because you're touching upon so many important <clears throat> and quite frequent um, issues such as the uh, comparison, confidence, worth, um, making room for oneself and actually who am I and who do, who do I want to be? And also that that space that for for males, um, because quite frankly, you coming on here, I realize you're the first guy that I'm interviewing. 
um, the first one who's volunteered to do that. And there is something very interesting around that male space and what it looks like, what it used to look like, what I, I feel a lot of people are trying to make it look like. As a woman, I'm very um, interested and engaged in the feminism movement and making sure, you know, that we get the right amount of pay, that tasks are e equally distributed in the home and all these type of things. And obviously, I'm much bigger, mm -hmm. <laughs> there's much bigger elements to feminism <laughs> than that, Me Too movement, all of that. But at the same time, I feel like we are losing a bit of the male voice of this demand there is on what it means to show up as a man and not toxic masculinity. So words has been thrown around. Some people are saying it's unhelpful. Some people say it's necessary. But again, not necessarily to that extreme of having toxic masculinity, but just as you're talking about, like embracing being a bookworm. Maybe that wasn't something that was perhaps seemed available to you as a teenager or encouraged when you were a young man. I think that's a really important and fascinating conversation. Yeah, absolutely. It's really, really intriguing. And I think that, um, you know, I've allowed, allowed myself the space to, to, to talk and think about that more. Um, and, you know, would like to, to have that space open for, you know, um, in the coaching space, particularly for for younger men um, who, you know, maybe have you know, maybe are going through the same journey. They're going through maybe they're going through a, a, an entre entrepreneur or kind of freelance or squiggly kind of uh, work life, and you know, it's it, th it through those often not exclusively, of course, but often through those experiences throws up those questions of, well, I've you know. I've built this for myself or I've got this particular interest it's um you know I perhaps don't f f you know fit the kind of the 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 traditional masculine narrative as such um in some instances I do as well you know um so it's it's a really it's a really interesting space to kind of to understand more and that's just um so, you know just through those experiences that those those squiggly experiences of kind of understanding understanding yourself and uh, I mean you know I mean I was I mean you know I mean I was reading reading comics at the age of 14 and and you know I, I, I set up a, a part-time comic business and still still do that today in uh, <laughs> in vintage comics so um, and that's again it's just sort of that's what I was doing at 18, 19, 20, you know, it's, it's, and it's just, you know, it's celebrating those, those often, un, well, I say unconventional things, but it's just celebrating things that, that, that you enjoy and, and make, make you a part of who you are. Um, but I, you know, I, I'd like to think that, that, that young, younger men can have that space to, to understand and for themselves and explore for themselves um, some of those, those pressures that are, that society often heaps on on them or pressures that they begin to create for themselves um so yeah it's a it's a really interesting space to kind of delve um delve into more thought and at the risk of putting you on the spot do you have any kind of advice or guidance on how people learn to create room for themselves or figure out who they are or allow themselves to be who they want to be 
Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, I mean, you know, as a, I mean, as a coach, I would say, you know, you know, get yourself a coach um, that you can, <laughs> that you can, uh, that can give you that, 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 you know, that can give you that space. Um, but even, but even, you know, just, just beginning to, you know, ask, ask yourself some of those questions, those questions that often come up in, in the coaching space about, um, you know, just if you, if you were to imagine who, you know, in your, in your fullest self, you know, who you could, who, who you want to be, what does that look like for you? And um, I just, I think, I mean, you know, going through the coaching space is one of those things, but I think just, um, I think just trying to, to give yourself that allowance or to try and accommodate that time to, to, to just, you know, through modern life and, and all the pressures and, and whatever it is that we might be doing for ourselves um, is just giving ourselves a little bit of, of, of time to kind of understand that for ourselves. And I mean, I'm, you know, I often give, give talks in the, in the, in the sort of enter social enterprise space around, um, you know, when we're setting things up for ourselves and we're trying to, to create and build things, um, you know, I, I, I do often, through my own experience, I do try and emphasize patience, I think. And that's what I'm adopting for myself now as I'm sort of learning and growing in, in the coaching space, because I think patience is, you know, really just, again, just really giving yourself that time to think about what it is that you're doing in your life. Is that a, a fair, genuine, honest, enjoyable expression? Um, and is that a part of who, who, you, what makes you, you, um, so that's, that's the biggest thing, you know, and that's something that I, you know, I'm ensuring that I do for myself now that, you know, the work that I'm doing is, is a really, really, um, genuine reflection of who I am. And I think it's just, so yeah, I think getting a coach is great, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think my, the, the biggest reward for me and, and, and particularly as I've entered into the coaching space and I've worked with the coach is, is, is really celebrating all those little bits of bits that make you, you all those different little, little corners of you that perhaps you didn't realize were there or perhaps haven't been celebrated for a number of years or, or you're doing some of that now, but it's, you're not doing enough of that perhaps. Um, and that's, that's something that I'm really, really passionate about, I think. And that's, you know, particularly again when we're working for ourselves freelancers you know it's it's um you know we're, we're more often than not deeply passionate about the work that we do um but for myself and for that space with others is is looking at what else is there and being really really honest and happy with the other things that you want to express in your life um and particularly all those challenges that come with working for yourself that can often um, that can often be an obstacle to that. Uh, so yeah, so I think just I think patience and just give you really giving yourself that that time and space to to think about kind of you know the person that you want to be and the kind of story that you want to craft for yourself as opposed to a story being placed on you. Mm. Oh yes, yes love that word. Because I feel that that's part of where we lose ourselves is growing up and we see what 
other adults are role modeling to us and we go to school and we're told we have to be a certain way and and we lose that sense of self a lot of the time that purity mm -hmm. where we just knew what joy was as children we just and yes when when you ask a child do you want to draw a pig a picture a painting they usually go yes they don't go oh no i'm not artistic i'm not talented the way that mm -hmm. the adults develop these stories or use this language that takes away joy mm. instead of just yeah having fun and not worry so much and this this focus that we have on what can go wrong or i'm feeling stressed or i'm anxious about this and i'm worried about the future and remember that mistake from the past um which are all valid things but they can really take over our experience our day-to-day -day lives so in my, in my practical happiness workshop, I ask really simple questions that seem to have a massive impact, which is what really matters to you? What makes you laugh? What was an experience you had that you really treasure? And the answers that come back is connection, you know, family, friends, doing something novel, not necessarily climb Mount Everest novel, but going to an escape room with the whole family and just yeah um that connective experience and once we break it like down like that there is a real beauty in the simplicity of what makes us feel good and yet we tend to not do a lot of it or forget that we can tap into these things and um, absolutely yeah. absolutely i mean I, I yeah i couldn't agree more um i think it's um I, I I just you know if I if I look back now I I just well where I am now I feel the most comfortable in my own skin as I've ever been and there's more room for that to grow um, but I'm really you know really centered on just what makes me happy you know just you know short you know short and simple in some respects is just what what makes me happy and and what what different parts of me make me happy i i, I you know I, I it's it's not necessarily for me about kind of you know how many how many things can i do in my life that makes me happy it's um but it's you know there's just the the, the, the just, just just different parts of you that 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 express the kind of that you as a whole i think um and that's um you know something which um i'm you know really well, grateful to myself for because I've, you know, really opened myself up, particularly in the coaching space to kind of to understand for myself. And I've always really found that and until I get a, until I'm more comfortable with, with, you know, in my own skin, I'm, I'm not really serving people very well. Um, so that's, that's how I've kind of entered into my coaching journey now, because I've really thought, well, I really want to under, I really want to under, understand myself more. I really want to explore myself. I want to know what my limiting beliefs are. I want to understand my different expressions of who I am. Um, and it's not a, of course, it's you know, it's not a tick box exercise. It's something which I will always look to explore and and and, and travel through and navigate, you know, through the, through the rest of my adult life really. But I just felt when I entered into that journey that until I understood begin to really understand that and, and, and until I begin to really express that um, then I'm you know 
until then, I'm not really of value to people because I really need to feel comfortable in my own skin first. Um, and that was something that I, again, really, really learned um, in, the, in the kind of, in the social enterprise space. And, and that's, that was really rewarding. Um, so yeah, mm. lots, of, lots of food for thought. <laughs> I'm just coming, we have the time, Jack. I've already taken up lower to your time and the listeners' time. And I'm feeling uh, an urge to do a complete segue that will make no sense. But I wanted to ask, considering <laughs> the work you've done, if you've read the book, Nonviolent Communication? I have indeed, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I put it off for a long time because that title, I was like, I don't have like violent communication. This is a bit extreme, but I must say I recommend it to absolutely everyone. Like this is your number one book. It should be in school. It's just so, so powerful. It, it really is, isn't it? I mean, I was privileged to have, oh, crikey, let me scan my memory. Uh, privileged to have read that about 11, 12, 13 years ago. Um, and that was sort of our, um, you know, core reading really when, you know, in the, in the kind of conflict resolution space. Um, and I was really honored to, uh, to, um, have a, a couple of workshops led by, um, nonviolent communication practitioners, um, in Bradford and in St. Ethelberger's, um, Centre for Peace and Reconciliation in London as well. And, yeah, it makes me, I want to read that again. I've not read that for a while, so it's uh, it's but it's it's proudly on my shelf because it really is a wonderful resource and a wonderful language to begin to um, to begin to explore. And, and exactly as you said as well, it's I ne never have thought I've never seen myself as a violent person. I'm I'm certainly not, um, but reading that book is is just is is really really eye opening and and understanding. The kind of the language that we we use every day, the use that we can language that we can use a bit more of. Um, it's a really wonderful book. So yeah, I, that's uh, I think you know that's that's top of the shelf. <laughs> um, it's it's a really good read. Yeah. So if anyone who's slightly confused, then what what is meant by nonviolent? And it's this avoiding the blame language of not taking responsibility yourself of creating these stories that's not fair on the person that is involved um, um what else would you add anything to that jack oh i think you summed that up quite well actually <laughs> <laughs> but it is we create these stories yeah. i do it myself you know in my relationships mm. and you you sort of go, oh, he hasn't taken out the trash can. And suddenly that becomes a whole story about how he doesn't respect me. And, mm. you know, he's not a real feminist. <laughs> like we create <laughs> these massive stories out of a small event, which then leads to this kind of communication that is quite toxic in the blame language. And you don't love me, otherwise you'd help out more in the household or whatever. Um, and so we use it, I think, almost daily without recognizing how sort of toxic, violent, unhelpful, hindering, whatever word you kind of prefer, our communication can be. And then it sets the other person up to be defensive and again, really unhelpful. And we end up in these messes in our relationships, with our family, at work. I can imagine obviously with your work when it's mediation or between very different cultures coming together, there is just this class of communication which can really beautifully be um, how to say like deconstructed 
and really simple tools offered in that book about how we can have much more open, calm communication with other people. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you know, communication is so precious for us all, and and that communication can break down very, very easily um, on an everyday level. And and you know, uh, you know, reading that book, you know, a long time ago, and, and working in the mediation space is that yeah, that conversation just breaks down very, very easily, and often often people have just not had had that conversation with each other, so they're not listening to people's interests, they're not listening to how some things impacted the other, they're not listening to people's needs. And, and once the, the nonviolent uh, communication comes in, in into, the, into, the, into the space, into the room, um, people are just beginning to hear one another. Um, and that's, that's, that's really, really powerful. Um, so yeah, I think it's something to, whether we're in mediation or coaching or just in everyday life, I think it's, it's I think it's a, a really good book for people to get their hands on. So yeah, that was my, my segue and I'll uh, put a link in the podcast description with a link to the book in case people want to know more. So anyway, Jack, based on your lived experience and everything you shared, what would your like one message or one piece of advice be to pe for people? <clears throat> God, I'm trying to think of something wise. <laughs> think of something wise. Um, Oh, just I, be the person you want to be, and just ignore everything else. I think that's that's. We, we, I mean, we've 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 touched on that a lot in the, today, but just be be the honest reflection of who you want to be, and and don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. Um, we're so we're so influenced by other, and some some can be good, of course, but there's lots of influences around us, and there's lots of risk of comparison and and assumptions and judgments. Um, and I just think, really, really center in on on kind of you know the person the person that you really want to be, the, how, how you want to express yourself, um, uh, because you'll be you'll be happy for it. <laughs> so that's and that's something which I'm still understanding today. So. Absolutely. Yeah, it is that never-ending learning and growth when you yeah. walk into the space of, of wanting to not compare yourself or have more confidence or work on your self-worth. It is it is never-ending, which might sound a bit tiresome, but it is always exciting, I think. I think it is, yeah. yeah. I think it is, yeah. So um, if people have any questions or they want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? So I've, I, I ooh, I'm trying to think now. I'm, I, I admit that my social media handles are not uh, not great um, as we, as we're currently currently speaking. But you can uh, you can you can reach me on Instagram um, through what's predominantly a personal Instagram at the moment. But you're you're welcome to do that. Um, Jack Fleming um, underscore coaches for anyone who does want to kind of. Um, ask ask my kind of coaching questions um and you can also find me on facebook um through through my initiative actually so stories on our plate on on facebook as well and for now that's that's uh <laughs> not to sound too elusive but that's uh at the moment that's how you can get a hold of me um or you, well, you could send me an email you could always email me i, I don't mind um 
but but primarily Instagram and, and Facebook, you can get in touch with me. Perfect. And um, I will add those details in the podcast description. So if you can just click on that and mine as well, if anyone has any questions or want to get in touch. And as this podcast episode ages, if uh, if your social media handles update, I shall update the description as well. <laughs> I think they will do. I think they will do in the next few months. So yeah, I'll get, I'll get my act together with that. <laughs> so thank you so much, Jack, for coming on here and sharing your time and your wisdom. I really, really appreciated that. And all that's left to say is to the listener, take care and stay safe. And especially during these times, stay sane and uh, make kind choices. Thank you so much, Terry. It's been a real privilege. Thank you. Hi again. This is a postscript. So if you got all you needed, you can switch off now. But I just wanted to say thank you once again for listening to my podcast. I hope you found today's episode as interesting and inspiring as I did. I absolutely love hearing people's stories, so it's probably no wonder that I became a psychologist and then a counsellor, spending my time either researching or listening to powerful stories. Before I trained to become a narrative coach, utilising people's stories to get them unstuck and create hope, resilience, and more happiness. I'd of course love your help in spreading these stories further, which can be done by sharing this podcast, liking it, reviewing it, and following it. You may have noticed that this is an advertisement-free zone, well, other than the guest who gets to plug themselves, because I'm very much about generous contribution, collaboration, connection, and anti-competition and without a price tag attached whenever possible. But anyway, what's your story 